Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Electricity prices have doubled for many Texans over the last four years. The reliability of our electricity market has continued its decline as displayed in the blackouts of 2021. And Texas politicians, well, they're just continuing to play politics with all this instead of addressing the problems that need to be dealt with. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and we're going to talk about all this and more on episode 86 of the Liberty Cafe. I also want to thank our sponsors, the Texas Scorecard, and thank them and thank all of you for being with us here today and, and for sponsoring the Liberty Cafe. All right, so so where to begin on all this? Well, as you know, I cover a, energy a lot on the Liberty Cafe and on my website, Excellent Thought, and because well, I've been working on this since 2005. It goes way back, and the thing that I was fascinated with and captured by, if you will, when it comes to dealing with the Texas electricity market is Texas had the most competitive electricity market in the entire world. So that that's not exactly a, a, a endorsement of it in the sense that electricity markets aren't very competitive anywhere, but, but Texas really had a, a truly competitive energy, energy market where liberty and freedom and personal responsibility and personal choice and, and private property was honored and blessed. And the result over the, oh, that really began in 2020, I mean, 2020, in, in 2000, 2001, but it really kicked in about 2007. And the result of all that was good prices and great reliability for the Texas grid. Right? There's just no question about that. But what has happened since the legislature and then the early PUC back in the early 2000s put this all into place was that the legislature and the PUC has responded to have responded to problems and pressures and everything else going on in this world is by basically undoing the, the competitive reforms that were put in place to the point that now. Uh, it's highly unrecognizable as a as a market. So what has happened? Well, just really quickly, I, I want to talk about how that is happening today, right? Because uh, this I do a lot of history on this show, but today I just want to look at where where things are today and what's going on. And of course, to really understand where we are today when it comes to electricity in the market, we have to at least put that in the context of the blackouts of 2021. Nobody knew that was coming, but it did come. And it showed us that there's a problem with the Texas electricity grid. Now, of course, this was a 100-year-plus storm. This Nothing like this had ever happened in my lifetime. I don't think it had happened in anybody's lifetime. The last time we saw a price, uh, temperatures this low, that time of year anyway, in, in Texas was back in the 1890s, well before we had a modern electricity grid. And so it, it was possible that certainly we would see blackouts on a local level because of the storm freezing, uh, 
facilities, knocking down trees, which would knock down power lines, those types of things. You always see that in a storm, even in the middle of the summer when the wind is blowing and the rain is coming down. And uh, th those types of things, lightning strikes, those types of things happen all the time. It's even possible that we might have seen some mandated rolling blackouts during this storm because just of the severity of it. But what need not have happened was these massive, long-term, uncontrolled blackouts that kept everybody in the dark, kept people without electricity, kept people without water even for days. That didn't need to happen. Why did that happen? Well, the, the short answer to that is government interference, intervention in the competitive Texas electricity market. And there, there's a lot of reasons. The, the Texas legislature and the PUC have just shoved themselves in the middle of the, of the market ever since they, they, they set it off and, and let it go free. Matter of fact, it's, it's interesting to note that the, uh, that the Texas electricity market and the Texas telecommunications market were both basically brought into competition at the same time. You know, kind of followed different paths and different timelines. But nonetheless, these things happened and started about the same time. Yet, if you look at the Texas telecommunications market today, it's off there and it's by itself and the government, at least the Texas government, except through universal service, which is an entirely different matter, doesn't interfere with it very much. On the other hand, the Texas government, the PUC, and the Texas legislature just couldn't let go of the Texas electricity market. You, you see this a lot in areas where there's the, the consequences of failure are, are so big that the, the regulators and the politicians can't let go of it because if something goes wrong with it, they'll get blamed, even though it wasn't their fault. And so they, they put their little mitts in there and don't let go of it. And as a result, of course, what they were hoping to avoid comes true. They intervene in the market. It messes up competition. It messes up the market. It messes up, in the case of electricity, generation adequacy. And what happens? We run out of electricity. That wouldn't have happened, I suggest, to the to the to the extent it did in the blackouts, if it were not for intervention in the market. And particularly, and there's a lot of ways they've done this, but the way they have done it the most, and I think it caused the most damage, is support of renewable energy through renewable energy subsidies and other policies that that favor and benefit renewable energy over other reliable sources of energy. I've made that point before. I'm not going to go into that today, but but that's where it comes from. So so what the legislature and the governor, Governor Abbott, Lieutenant Governor Patrick, Speaker Phelan, are doing today, although I, I will say that out of all those people I've mentioned, Patrick's been the best at this. Abbott's been terrible, Phelan's been terrible, but Patrick's, you know, batting maybe 500. You know, that'll get you in the Hall of Fame in baseball. I, I suggest it's not quite as good when it comes to politics, but we'll, um, we'll, we'll give him some acknowledgement on that. But what they're doing collectively is playing politics with all this. Why are they doing that? Well, because they know down in their hearts, and some of them in their minds even, that they were responsible for this because of their meddling in the market, particularly how they pushed renewable energy 
on Texans for almost 25 years now. They know they're to blame. And so they have to push blame everywhere else except on themselves and renewable energy and intervention in order to try and avoid getting blamed for all this. And, and so that's what's going on. But the result of all this is as a obfuscate where the blame belongs and what the problems are is that they're not fixing the problems. So the problem of reliability is getting worse, but the result of all that is more expensive electricity. So they're, they're not fixing the problems. They're not making the market more reliable. They're just making it more expensive. And let me just walk through a, a couple of different things that that highlight this for us. So during this, the storm, for instance, when this all first happened and, and the, inter, the PUC really intervened in a massively destructive way by raising prices to $9,000 per Per megawatt hour, you know, on you know, on a typical day, you'll see prices running from 20 to 80 bucks. Now, when it gets hot and really cold, they you know they can go up. And even during the storm, though, the prices had only gone up to two thousand dollars per megawatt hour. But that wasn't high enough for the PUC. They arbitrarily decided that since we had blackouts, they just ought to raise it to nine thousand dollars per megawatt hour because that's what political theory. That's what economic theory tells us to do. And so that's what they did. They are wrong. And what happened was the total value of electricity, the total cost of electricity during that week was $59 billion, which was more than the market cost had totaled over the previous two years combined. Yet the Texas legislature and the PC and the governor would not respond to that by just reversing the PUC's decisions and saving Texans billions and billions and billions of dollars. I mean, billions, you know, probably 50 billion or more could have been brought off the market if they had done that, but they refused to do that. So to, so today, bringing that up to, to where we are today, the, the one problem is, is that that $59 billion has to be paid off. It, it bankrupted some people and other people are having to pay for it. And those other people generally are Texas consumers. You know, just, just for instance, uh, ERCOT is sponsoring a 2.1 billion securitization bond issuance that will provide funds to companies that had to buy the electricity at the $9,000 wholesale price. Well, that's great. The companies are paying for it, right? No. The cost of paying off those bonds are going to be added to consumers' electricity bills. The same thing is going on with the uh, uh, customers for the Rayburn Country uh, County Electric uh, Cooperative, which recently issued a bond package of $908 million. Those consumers in that area are going to have to pay that off too. And additionally, uh, the Houston Chronicles reported that uh, by the end of the summer, uh, the state will sell off or ERCOT and people associated with that will sell off another $3.4 billion um, of bonds to pay off natural gas suppliers, right? Who, who got stuck with the, the natural gas prices that went up right along with the electricity prices and natural gas customers, consumers are going to have to pay off those bonds. So that all that money, those 
the $59 billion, we're going to be paying off those prices for the next 30 years, right? Instead of just the legislature and Abbott reversing the price hike for the PUC. So other things that they're doing now, so the, the PUC has gotten, and the politicians have gotten really nervous about all this. And, and so they've started to go out and buy electricity when supplies are getting short. It's getting hot, usage going up, supplies get a little short. So rather than let the market handle that, they're just stepping in and buying uh, new electricity off the market for... Um, through what's called ancillary services. And there's a bunch of those. Um, there's this ORDC, Operating Reserve Demand Curve, is one of the things that goes on, and, and other types of things. So rucking, reliability unit commitment. I mean, don't need to know all the details on this. But what they do is they, they jump into the market, they increase the price of electricity and buy it because they're afraid we're going to run out. But it's not like that energy's not out there. It's out there. It would come on the market when it's needed and likely at lower prices than they're paying for it. But they're continuing to do that because again, because they're scared that we're going to run out of electricity and they're going to get blamed. And then ultimately what it seems like we're moving towards in the Texas electricity market is what's known as a capacity market where, and we already have elements of that in place, but we're heading towards that way full blown, uh, not like exactly it's practice in other areas of the country because they know that won't be popular and happy, make Texans happy. Uh, so what they're doing is they're kind of hiding it behind all these mechanisms under the PUC. So you won't ever see this in, um, in, in legislation or anything else, but it's what they're doing. And basically how a capacity market works in one form or fashion or the other is that the generators electricity get paid twice for the electricity they generate. First, they get paid for just existing, right? They get payments from the, the grid operator, ERCOT, just for existing. Then they get also payment for electricity that they sell. Unlike the competitive market that, that Texas is more or less operating in today, although it's declining even as we speak, whereas electric, uh, electric generators only get paid for what they sell. And if they don't sell enough of it, they go broke. That's not going to be the case anymore because, I mean, they might still go broke, but it's very unlikely under this because they're going to get paid just to hang around. The whole purpose of what the um, politicians and the regulators are doing today is not really to increase um, the efficiency and the operations and the adequacy of the Texas electricity grid, although some of them might think that's what they're doing, really it's to give more money to generators because the generators have assured them, if you just give us more money, we'll make the system more reliable. It's kind of blackmailish. Like it's, if you don't give us more money, you're not going to have a reliable system. So you better give us some money, right? So that that is essentially what the PUC is attempting to do today. Uh, Peter Lake, who's the chairman of the PUC, was asked a little while back if if that's where they were going, and he responded by saying, "Well, the the legislature uh, didn't address that in its legislation." But if you, but if you look at what they're doing, that's exactly what they're doing. They're they're pushing us towards a um, towards a, a capacity market. 
um, we, we've already seen this in the fact that um, Lake, I believe, and then several of the generators have pushed forward this uh, capacity market proposal. It's called load serving entity reliability obligation, right? whatever that's supposed to mean. But ultimately, it's estimated that that is going to cost consumers and guarantee generators an extra $1.5 billion a year, right? And that hasn't even come on the table yet. We've already seen, I mentioned the ORDC uh, a little bit earlier, and that's already increased prices. The PEC put that in place or increased its operation at the beginning of this year. We've already seen how it's almost doubled uh, electricity prices in, in some situations during the year. Again, we don't get more electricity out of that. We just get more expensive electricity than that. So, so that's where we're going. And, and so what do we do about this? Well, there's a path forward to both reliable and affordable and competitive electricity markets, right? And it's not the path we're going now. So first of all, let me just put it out here by saying the way path, the path forward on this is we got to eliminate all state and local renewable energy subsidies. I mean, we need to get rid of national ones too, federal subsidies, but we can't do that here in Texas. So let's just start state and local renewable energy subsidies. There's millions of them going out there. They all need to go. Billions of them, I'm sorry. Billions of dollars worth of those. They all need to go. Second, um, the, the PEC wants to establish what's known as a minimum reserve requirement where if we don't have enough electricity, then generators get paid more money to go build more generation. Except the problem is they get this money, but they never go build the generation. It's been proven time and time again. So we, we can't do that. All right. We, we also need to change some processes here in Texas to compensate for the cost of the federal renewable energy subsidies. If we can't get rid of them, we have to change some things what we do here in Texas to make sure that the renewable energy uh, generators are paying the cost that they're imposing on the system. They, they basically impose it two different ways. One by intermittency. They can't be there to produce when they're needed because they're re reliant on the wind and the sun to produce. That costs a lot of money. They're not paying that cost. They need to pay that. We also need to set some sort of minimum offer price for them because, because they get these subsidies, they sell prices below market and predatory pricing, basically. That needs to stop because that costs the market also lots of money. And it takes away profits from the rest of the generators, who, which they need to build more reliable um, generation. Next, we also need to get rid of all these uh, mechanisms that allow the PUC to step in and buy electricity and set the price of electricity. Prices need to be set by the market, not by the Public Utility Commission. So the ORDC, the RUC mechanism, and all these ancillary services need to go. We, we need, and finally, we need to just tell the PUC, the legislature needs to tell the PUC, that they don't have authority to intervene in the market activity, that the, the Texas electricity market should look a lot more like the Texas telephone market. 
right? which is basically a market. The government's not walking around telling them what to do all the time. We're letting um, the constituents in the marketplace, but the buyers and sellers decide how much electricity we're going to need and how much it's going to cost. So the bottom line here is that we can have a reliable and affordable and competitive electricity market here in Texas. All Texas has to do is to let the market work. All right. Thank you all very much for being with me today on episode 86 of the Liberty Cafe. And thank you once again to Texas Scorecard for being our sponsor. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate this show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.